The 75th Annual Emmy Awards happened last night after the train wreck of a broadcast that was the Golden Globes. This one seemed to be pretty well received. If you were surfing uh, social media last night, people seemed to be enjoying watching the Emmys. Anthony Anderson was the host, Jim. Okay, I like him. Familiar with his work, of mm-hmm. course, Blackish, tons of Hollywood movies. And he brought his mom to make sure people didn't go too long with their speeches. Pretty funny. Normally on award shows, we do what's called playoff music, which everyone tends to ignore. This year, I've got something that nobody can ignore. My mama. (laughs) Tonight, my mama, she is going to be the Emmy's playoff mama. Now, when you see my mama coming, just thank Jesus and your family and wrap it up. And I don't want nobody to get disrespectful with my mama because my mama is from the west side of Chicago and she can throw them hands. Shut up. That's enough. Mama. All right, you're supposed to be yelling at the other people, not at me, not in the middle of the monologue. The time's up, baby. Cut to the chase. All right. See what I mean? <laughs> Anthony Anderson's mom has no problem saying SU. <laughs> she had a little sign she'd hold up, wrap keep, it up. Yeah, I thought we should like throw a sandal or something if it was going too long. Uh, the big winners. Let's, uh, let's hear who won the Emmys. Lead actress in a comedy series. Quinta Brunson. <laughs> Lead actor in a comedy series. Here we go. Jeremy Allen White. Outstanding comedy series. Lead actress in a drama series. Sarah Snook, Succession. Lead actor in a drama series. Kieran Culkin, Succession. For outstanding drama series, Succession. Have you and Sarah gotten into Succession, Jim? She's watched it all. I haven't watched a single episode. I know. It's. Uh, I feel like I've done the same thing I did with Breaking Bad, which is people were telling me how great Breaking Bad was, and I was like, oh, listen, I'm not going to watch a show because you tell me it's good. <laughs> Who do you think me. you are? And I ignored that show for so long. I finally sat down and started watching it, and I couldn't stop. It was amazing. I don't watch it out of solidarity with my my brother from another mother, Macaulay Culkin. I I think he is the greatest Culkin, and I don't want this other Culkin (laughs) out of nowhere. How did that guy become an Emmy winner? Kieran? Kieran won last night. You and and Macaulay did look a lot alike back in the day, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I don't like this Kieran guy (laughs) taking our wind out of her sails. Feeling the thunder. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Bear as well. I haven't watched that one. Uh, same reason. I, I did watch the first episode. It didn't hook me. Yeah, it's like a, he's like a cook. Yes, or chef, a chef. No, chef. Yes, chef. Uh, it must get better. Yeah, no, I've heard it's good, but like it's kind of annoying. People are like, you have no idea how hard it is to work in a kitchen. You know what I mean? That's what everybody always says. It's like, okay, it's also fiction too, but maybe I will watch. But, oh, that's exactly what it's like in real life. It is like a military in there. Okay, relax. So, Succession, the Bear, big winners last night at the Emmys, and uh, maybe if they win a few more awards, Jim and I might consider watching those shows. <laughs> if there's a third Culkin, I'm in. Apparently they're pretty good. How's the mouse problem, Jim? You were telling us yesterday that you caught two mice mm-hmm. in traps in your utensil drawer in your kitchen. Yeah, just your classic old mouse traps. Put them in there with some peanut butter. Caught two. 
two days ago. Did you check the traps before work this morning? I did, and we locked the dogs in the bedrooms last night because I probably would have trapped one of them with the peanut butter. No mice, neither in the trap, in the drawer, in the actual mouse traps, or in my little rigged up thing. So maybe you got them. Although they do say when you see one mouse, that means there's 10 more somewhere in the walls. <laughs> they do say that. But there's always got to be at least one mouse just just once. Like, it starts with one, so there, at some point you're going to catch just one. Nope, ten more. <laughs> they, don't, they piggyback in <laughs> ten at a time. you got at least 20 mice in your walls oh. if you got two. <laughs> I'm going to make you feel good about your mouse problem here. Okay. At least you don't live in Australia. Okay. Headline from Down Under. Mother finds venomous snake in three-year-old's underwear drawer. Oh! The Melbourne snake catcher, Mark Pelly, also known as the snake hunter. Yeah. The snake hunter was called to a home where he found a five-foot eastern brown snake Whoa. in a three-year-old boy's underwear drawer. That's not something you see every day. <laughs> Thank goodness. Says Pelly in a video that has gone viral. The reptile wrangler said that the snake got in the house after the mother hung clothes on the clothesline and then collected them in a basket and put them in her son's room. Whoa. She must have been running up and down the clothesline, one arm out, shoving them in. Like, that's a five-foot snake. How does that... Was it in one of your soccer socks? <laughs> and you did it? Yeah. How did you not feel or see that? Uh, you got a lot of laundry when you have kids in the house. You'll find out one day, Jeff. Okay. Five-foot eastern brown snake in your underwear drawer or a couple of mice in your utensil drawer? Which would you take? I think I'll take the mice. Yeah. We've talked about this in the past. Um, my car's getting... It's getting mature. <laughs> long in the tooth. A little long in the tooth. Like, What is it, 12, 13 years old, my car? And something's going on. This was started last winter. Something's going on with the defog, the defrost system. Mm-hmm where no matter what you do, the windows are getting fogged up. Now, I got to give a kudos to a Taz and Jim listener who, last time we talked about this, called in and said, Taz, you got to put some kitty litter in your car. I finally tried it yesterday. Filled a sock full of kitty litter, Mm -hmm. and I have it sitting on the dashboard of my car. And a real chick magnet, you know. <laughs> Thank God I'm already married. Yeah, um, it worked. It's crazy. One hundred percent worked. Couldn't believe it. Interesting. Yeah. So it absorbs the moisture. The moisture is yeah, absorbed yeah. into the kitty litter sock. <laughs> and then you swap it out every month and a half. I don't know how often you have to change the sock, but uh, It'll be soaking wet when it's done. <laughs> Sopping, <laughs> just just a soggy old dirty sock on the <laughs> dashboard of your car. That's all That's it amazing. takes. Did you try the other tip? Another caller called and said if you put the air conditioning on, even if the heat's on, yeah, you put the, I've oh, been yeah, doing that. Been trying and, it. Oh, that did work for me. Didn't work for me, huh? Well, I'm glad you did find a solution. That's interesting. Now, I wonder if it did if it did work or if it was just like the temperature that day it was. You 100% 100% yeah, yeah. worked. Okay. Like I couldn't go 5 kilometers without my windows getting completely fogged on the inside. And now, ever since 
I've introduced the kitty litter sock into the mix. <laughs> what a life. Yeah. It's a, I, I feel like a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Got one of those non-frosting over windows now. What a life. <laughs> You're going to laugh when you go down to the parking garage and you see my car with a big... It's just elastic on the one end. Big and old sock. No, I tied it in a knot. <laughs> I may put another sock in my back window and see if I can keep the uh, the back window from fogging off. Yeah, sure. Put it. Put something on your glass. Put some kitty litter on your glasses so when you walk in and outdoors, they don't fog up on you. I gotta hang a, a couple small socks yeah. off my glasses. Little danglers. I walk outside. <laughs> no fog. No fog. It looks super cool. Yeah. It's it's a practical solution. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> kitty litter in a sock. In your car, if you're having problems. I, I, I was skeptical as well. Mm-hmm. Thought maybe you guys are just trying to make me look silly. Where'd you get the kitty letter from? The pet store. Oh, okay, so you actually bought something. You went <laughs> out of your way to make this happen. I don't have a cat. Yeah, I was just wondering. Yeah. I have a box of kitty litter. Jim, if you want to, I can bring you I in might. a sock. You want a sock full of Sure, tie her off. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good deal? Well, this isn't good news if you're a bargain hunter at the grocery store. Loblaws is no longer offering discounts of 50% on items that are about to expire. What? Yeah, people were getting pretty angry about this online yesterday, Jim. I saw a lot of comments. People were, so. people were saying they, they, they rely on those discounted items to cook meals for their families on a regular basis. Yeah, often it's the stuff that's about to expire, but certain things like chicken, meat, whatever, you can just throw it in the freezer and it doesn't matter. The expir- expiry date is irrelevant. And yes, I, people are rightfully mad because it seems like prices are going up. Grocery stores seem to be getting record profits over the last three years, and yet we're still getting nickel and dimed by them at every turn. Statement put out by Loblaw has said that they will still be offering 30% off okay. on last day sale items across the board. Now, they had been doing anywhere between 30 to 50% off, depending on the item. Um, but to enhance the customer experience they want to streamline things sure it's always for us right (laughs) yes so to enhance the customer experience we've made it more expensive they would like to be able to help customers save through promotions and flyers and uh that's that's the plan 30 percent off instead of 50 it was just too inconsistent before So uh, that's that's it. If you uh, like getting the the half price, it's only yeah. going to be thirty percent now. The thing that bothers me about that that was a mutually beneficial agreement. The f- grocery stores had to get rid of stuff, or they were going to throw it out. You know, so unless yeah. you majorly discount it, who's going to buy it if it's going to expire tomorrow? So it's like everybody wins. Less food waste, a deal. But now they're changing it. Like it's not as bad as I th- first thought. But you're sitting at a boardroom table, though. And you have the discussion, well, if we offer 30% off, somebody's still going to buy it. Why would we yeah. offer 50? They if they don't have an option and to save 50%. That guy shockingly looks like Satan in a suit, too. <laughs> what? Hey, I have an idea, guys. <laughs> hey, if, we, if, we, if, if 50% isn't an option, then they're going to be happy with 30% yeah, off. They'll never know. Like, honestly. I'm not that worked up about this because you know how I am with expiry dates. 
two days out from an expiry date, I got a little trepidatious yeah. in the fridge. Good, more expired meat for me. <laughs> Your peacock. Our sports guy, Devin Peacock, joins us. This is fun. Dev hasn't seen the leaked NHL All-Star Game jerseys. Uh, Justin Bieber collaborated with the NHL on these things. Okay, Dev? What's that noise for? Uh, well, I, I have a long-stated hatred of the NHL All-Star Game. Like, they're, just, they're still doing this uh, thing where they pick the teams. Can we not just go... Can we do, like, a normal... All-Star game where it's five on five. You actually play a game as much as you play a game in an All-Star. Do we have to get weird with it? Can we just be normal? Oh, you're going to love these jerseys. <laughs> Speaking of getting weird with it. <laughs> if that's how you feel before we even spin the monitor around. All right, Jim, show them. This is what Bieber and the NHL have come up with. Boom. There you go, Dad. Do you like them? <laughs> I was expecting weirder. <laughs> Blue, red, yellow, white. They have a big yellow star on the chest of each of them and an NHL logo with a Comic Sans font that says NHL with other yellow stars and then three yellow star- stripes down the side. People are calling them the mac and cheese all-star jerseys because <laughs> they do kind of look like a box of craft dinner. They do. The blue one especially. I'll be honest, I kind of like the white jersey. Why is there four jerseys? It's East and West. We need no, two jerseys. No, it's Pacific, Atlantic, Metropolitan, and Central oh, okay. this yeah. time They're around. They're getting weird with it. Be normal. That is weird. It, it looks like a cheap knockoff NHL shirt you'd buy for like a six-year-old kid. Yeah, it says NLH. <laughs> <laughs> I like the white one. The, uh, the gold one or yellow one looks like the Nashville Predators weird jerseys. The red I don't like. The blue I don't like. Uh, the blue maybe second if I had to rank them. It's just, why Why is it always Bieber? He did the Leafs jerseys. I'm not a big fan of those ones, the special blue and yellow Leafs jerseys. I, I don't know what he's got for the color yellow, but clearly he's a yellow kind of fellow. Can we let another Canadian celebrity take a crack at these? Can we let William Shatner give it a shot? Like, why is it always Bieber? We don't have a lot of time left with the Shat. It would, yeah. it would be a nice going away present. Wouldn't it be cool? The what? assist looks like the Star Wars. The assistant, like captain, looks the like the Star, Star Wars. Star, Star Wars. Trek, Star Trek. Careful. Logo. Could we just like hire someone who actually d- knows fashion to do this stuff? I mean, like the Raptors have Drake. The blue. So the well, Leafs, Bieber's a fashion mogul. Leafs, yeah. Okay. Uh, like, can we have like someone who's like good at it? <laughs> 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 like these things are going to end up selling like crazy, and we're going to look like a bunch of old men. Here's what could have happened. That doesn't mean them. Justin good. Bieber could have bumped into me on the street and said, "Hey, Devin, you want to play a joke on everybody? And you design the NHL All Star jerseys, but I'll take credit for it, and everyone's going to love them." And that's what happened here. Like I could have done this. There's some funny comments posted online <laughs> underneath the picture of the jersey. Connor Bedard broke his jaw on purpose so he wouldn't have to wear one of these abominations. <laughs> <laughs> these are hideous. Adidas's last all-star jersey. It's like they're giving the NHL the finger on the way out. Here's a nice one. I actually like them. They have a cool 90s vibe. I've seen worse. I mean, every year, it seems the last five years, people have been complaining about the jerseys. Like the, the all-star jersey specifically. I actually have an NHL all-star jersey at home. Oh, here we go. It's, and is it whose name is on the back? Felix Potvin. That's and, exactly. Is it signed? It's not signed. Oh, I thought it was signed. No. But it's like from the West Old Western Conference from like the 90s. This was when the Leafs 
uh, were back in the Western Conference or the early '90s. It was like it was purple. It was I loved it. I was like super they, '90s, super '90s. Bring back those jerseys if you're going to go with the with the <laughs> yeah, colors. The purple you'd, versus the teal or you'd whatever. Complain about those two, Dad. <laughs> Not a Felix Potman's <laughs> on it. <laughs> we got a text message here from a listener about an hour ago. Says, hey, could someone leave a note on Taz's desk letting him know that he must be happy with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the game last night, but go Lions. It's going to be a fun week leading up to the Bucks lions game on Sunday. Here we go. Got to be honest. I'm not torn. I'd love the Bucks to win. Obviously, I'm a Bucks fan. I... I uh, Officially made the announcement years ago that I support the Buccaneers number one. You're wearing a jacket. I'm wearing my Bucks jacket yeah. today, of course. However, the area we live in, Lions are right there. They've had it pretty rough. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Bucks are trying to to the, to break a two year curse. <laughs> They have a thirty-two Super year. Bowl in two yeah. years. Yeah, you know, they, yeah, thirty-two years since the Lions won a playoff game. Yeah, right. Yeah, but they're on pace for a Cinderella story, perhaps. Maybe. I just know how much hate I'm going to get from Lions fans if yeah my team is the one that ruins. All their hopes and dreams. Yeah. And I only know two Bucks fans, <laughs> so all of it's concentrated on you two. Yeah, Shout out to Bradley Minnis. <laughs> <laughs> Minnis. Yeah, he's a Bucks guy. But uh, the Lions, the story is fantastic. I, listen, listen, Baker Mayfield played some great football yesterday. Redemption arc from his time with the Browns being a top draft pick, you know, and, and kind of letting himself and, and his team down for a couple of years. Now he's out there. It seems to be having fun, as they said on the broadcast mm-hmm. last night, and it's working for him. Hey, maybe it wasn't him after all at the, <laughs> in Cleveland. That's got to be the best part of that for him. Yeah. Go Bucks. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. And you got the Bills, Jim. You Feeling can't confident. be named Jim Kelly and not be a Buffalo Bills fan. Mm-hmm. And they seem to be getting hot at the right time, and that's all it takes. I agree. I, I think I think the Bills are a better team this year. I've seen a lot of people saying, obviously conspiracy wise, that the Kansas City Chiefs will win the Super Bowl this year. The NFL will make it happen because of the Taylor Swift effect, right? You know what I mean? Like if if you ever believe that the NFL is even rigged, even to a little extent, you'd have to believe that they want Taylor Swift's team to make it to the finals at least. I'll argue though, last night. The Buccaneers beat the Eagles. Taylor Swift's possible future brother-in-law, Jason Kelsey, is a Philadelphia Eagle, and he's out of the playoffs. Pa- said in the locker room, apparently, that that was his last NFL game, and he's going to retire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, there can only be one Kelsey. You only need one Kelsey in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Let's be serious. The other one's frivolous. I'm going crazy over here, Jim. I want to see if you can hear this. Listen carefully. Okay. okay? I'm going to turn my mic up. Do you hear that? I can. It's like static cling. You're pulling your sweater out, and there's a static cling going yeah, on. Yeah, I've got. I'm wearing this shirt, <laughs> and it's rubbing against my chest hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's really clinging to me. Yeah. Hmm. Staticky, and I blame my wife. No bounce sheet or what? She switched. About a year ago, she switched from the the fabric softener sheet the static sheet you put into the dryer 
to these like wool balls. The reusable ones. Reusable wool balls. Yeah. And usually they work okay. Like if it's a load full of cotton shirts and jeans, you're fine. But if you throw a fleecy sweater into the mix yeah. or, you know, some uh, some other uh, more intricate fabrics. Sure, sure. Wool. Yeah, wool. If you get the satin in with the wool or the fleece, yeah. you're in trouble. Don't even get me started on cashmere. <laughs> it it just doesn't it doesn't do the same job as the old fabric sheet. Yeah, it's like a lot of things that are better for the environment. They work, but not as good as the things that killed the environment. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. I'm sure she's trying to save the planet, but it's never going to be as good. I'm actually considering sneakily. <laughs> Buying a box of fabric softener and hiding it somewhere in the house. Is it the fabric softener that deals with the static cling, or is it the bounce sheet you throw in yeah, that eliminates which is the, it? The, that's a softener, fabric softener. Oh, sheet, I, I always isn't figured it? fabric softener was liquid that you poured in. I could be wrong. I, I may be way. Well, maybe way wrong, I'm yeah. wrong. I always thought that was the the, the softener sheet. Uh, you may be right. I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, but I know exactly what you're talking about. The sheet, though. <laughs> like an alcoholic has booze hidden around the house. <laughs> I gonna have fabric softener sheets. Yeah, I don't know much about static electricity, but can you like go outside, touch a lamppost, and ground yourself <laughs> and get rid of it all? I don't know. Hey, I hear if you go outside and you stick your tongue to a metal pole, Taz, it gets rid of the static clang. <laughs> Give her a shot, Jim. You tricked me. And a warning here: we're gonna keep it scientific, but we are gonna talk about the birds and the bees a little bit. Okay. This story is wild. The headline reads. A 62-year-old woman won permission in court to harvest her dead husband's sperm. Huh. Yeah, she uh, she proved in court that her and her dead husband had planned on having a another child through a surrogate. So now they are going to extract the dead guy's... Seed, which I didn't even realize was possible. Yeah. To explain a little more, we've got world-renowned fertility doctor, Nicholas Jagger, on the line. How does this work exactly, doctor? Joe, yo, you met a dead man, come. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sounds simple enough. Joe, yo. You made a dead man come. <laughs> I'm not joking. This is really happening. Okay. Like, I can see if the guy just died in a car accident. They're like, quickly extract his sperm. Yeah, kind of like they do with organs, right? Yeah. They harvest organs. But obviously, this guy, like, they had to preserve them. They, they did rush. It was an emergency court case, so the hearing happened very quickly after he died. I don't know exactly what the the time constraints are, but you'd think that you can't exhume a body. Yes. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you can exhume, like, if you dug up Elvis, could you carry Elvis's child? But how long, like, if they got his body into the freezer immediately and everything was frozen solid, maybe. But, like, I, yeah. as far as my understanding is, like, I only know this from the conversation about boxers versus briefs. There's a very certain temperature your sperm has to remain at to make it viable. And that's why they're like, you should wear boxers because it lowers the temperature. But and maybe if it goes super low, it's not bad. 
if you donate, like if you go into the bank and you donate, sure, they freeze it and that's, they can that unfreeze it. So yeah, that that's possible. But in the body, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe it, the body needs to be put on ice immediately. If I find a caveman solid. <laughs> who got hit by that winter storm four hundred thousand years ago, Encino man, could I make a baby? <laughs> Joe, yo. You made a dead man <laughs> And how do we know he's on board for this, the poor dead man? Is he going to be up in heaven that. getting like a notice from a, a, an angel lawyer saying he owes more child support? Yeah, or like an angel Maury. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are the father. You are the father. Never stop, never stop. You made a dead man come. And now, the winner is Peacock. I want to see your peacock. 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 Your peacock. peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? Time for sports. Devin Peacock is here. Congratulations to your Buffalo Bills winning against the Steelers yesterday afternoon and advancing in the NFL playoffs. And congratulations to your Tampa Bay Buccaneers well, for ups- thank you, sir. for upsetting the upsetting the Philadelphia Eagles and moving on to face the Detroit Lions next Sunday. Yeah, that'll be fun. Hopefully the Lions forget how to play football too. <laughs> I don't know what happened to Philadelphia. Like, this past two months in the NFL has been as bad for any team. Like, it's been a terrible two months for the Eagles at the worst possible time. Commentators are saying it looked like they their body language didn't even look like they were into it. Well, one of the stories I saw before the game was Jalen Hurts complaining about the offense. So when your star quarterback is complaining about the offense before the game... Hmm. Then you've got problems. Uh, they need to reevaluate. I think some of their coaching staff because they changed, uh, you know, some coordinators. They changed some of their coaches midway through the season. Clearly, it did not work. Uh, but the problems extend beyond the coaches. It's the players as well. They just stopped playing. They stopped trying. The good news is the people of Philadelphia, I'm sure, are very understanding and are taking this loss <laughs> with a grain of salt, <laughs> humbly. The best news uh, for the Eagles was that game was in Tampa Bay. Imagine it was in Philadelphia. Uh, the fans would have been very upset. They would oh, have yeah. been throwing the seats onto the field. We would have been able to see the smoke from here. (laughs) (laughs) Tampa Bay is also a team that comes into the playoffs with no expectations. You know, the Detroit Lions all season long have been building towards something. They just got over this huge hump in Detroit. Now the fans are expecting more. I think Tampa Bay is a dangerous team for the Lions because they come in with almost no pressure, but also with a real opportunity to continue this upset train. And let's go to Buffalo, snowy Buffalo. They made the game happen thanks to all the fans who came out with their shovels and it was a good night for the Bills. It was a great night for the Bills. You know, we were just talking about the Eagles. They mentioned it a couple times during the broadcast. After the Bills lost to the Eagles, they had a 5% chance of making the playoffs. Now here they are going to the divisional round Mm. against the Kansas City Chiefs, who they've played in the past in the playoffs and lost, but that was always 
in Kansas City. Now it's in Buffalo, and you've got a Bills team that is playing pretty well and has overcome a lot of adversity. They have a lot of injuries they have to you know overcome right now. However, the adversity they have had to overcome this season makes them even more dangerous because they are playing like a team that knows what it takes to win, which is not a small thing in professional sports. Let's play a clip of George Pickens from the Steelers after the game. You know, if you win a game like this, you know, people are going to think what they're going to think, so it'll probably change a few perceptions. But like I said before, you can't play the, uh, you can't play the Bills and the, and the refs, you see what I mean, at the same time. Now, I know you're a Buffalo Bills fan, Dev, but try to be subjective here. Did you feel like the refs made some bad calls against the Steelers. Well, there is the, the play at the very end of the like the, the Bills got away with one, uh, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean the, there there was not any like if you watched the game, the Bills were the better team. The Steelers, uh, especially the way they started the game, did not play well. They turned the ball over a number of times. The Steelers did not get many favors from the refs, but they did not lose because of the refs. Pickens going to get fined? Oh, he's going to get fined. <laughs> <laughs> well, looking forward to a fun weekend of football here, and we'll have to get some picks a little later in the week from you and my four-year-old daughter, Amelia. Wow, how'd that work out? We ended the week tied. So we got a carryover here, <laughs> folks. Thanks, Dev. <laughs>